الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولا تجدنهم احرص الناس على حيا ومن الذين اشركوا يود احدهم لو يعمر الف سنه وقال الله تبارك وتعالى قل يا ايها الذين هادوا ان زعمتم انكم اولياء لله من دون الناس فتمنوا الموت ان كنتم صادقين ولا يتمنونه ابدا بما قدمت ايديهم والله عليم بالظالمين وقال الله تبارك وتعالى ان الدين عند الله الاسلام وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من خاف ادلج ومن ادلج بلغ المنزل الا ان سلعه الله غاليه الا ان سلعه الله الجنه او كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم my respected elders and brothers all praises to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has given us life given us existence and furthermore by his grace and mercy he has given us this complete and perfect deen and the beautiful way of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allah is our creator Allah is our master He has given us this life and when he intends or he has ordained then he will take away our lives in this world the amount of time that Allah has ordained from before Uh, that is in the hands of Allah. Uh, no human being knows what amount of time they have come with. Uh, and Allah Taala says that on that day when the Malaika, the angel of death with his helpers will come to a person and to once again reclaim that soul and that ruh from each and every human being. And Allah says, وَلَيْ يُؤَخِّرَ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا إِذَا جَاءَ أَجَلُهَا That Allah will not delay that moment for any soul once the time of that soul has come. When that time has come, then each and every person will have to leave this world. So no person can determine their life span but each and every person has that amount of choice and ikhtiyar to determine what type of life they want to lead that amount of choice allah has given to each and every human being and the way of life that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from each and every human being and that also for the good of 
each and every human beings stay in this worldly and short life and when he has to leave this life and move into another realm and into another world which the ulama explain it is known as alamul barzakh the neither world that it is not the alamul dunya it is not the alamul akhirah these are all those people whose souls have departed they have departed from this world and wherever they are wherever their bodies are whether it is on the land whether it is on in the waters in the oceans whatever form and whatever condition and the condition of their soul that this is that in between life and this will continue right till allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs the angel israfil alayhi salam who is in charge of blowing that sur and that trumpet about whom and which rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has mentioned on one occasion that how can i take it easy or be at rest or be at ease when the one who has been given this responsibility of blowing into the trumpet has already knelt down in that position with the sur and the trumpet in his hand just awaiting the instruction of Allah Rabbul Alamin to blow into that sur Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says so you see this lifespan that Allah has given it is one chance one opportunity no one has been given two lives not the angel also not the most closest of the beloveds of Allah the anbiya alayhi salam and no mortal has been given two lives or or a multiple amount of lives it is one life so allah gives that life and allah taala takes that life so in between these two great creations of allah because allah says alladhi khalaqa al-mawta wal hayata liyabluwakum ayyukum ahsanu amala that this life of ours it is not useless it is not without direction that we have to determine or plot our own direction our own course make our own uh, excuses for becoming happy or those things that will make us sad all that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us one complete and perfect package and what is that it is the deen of islam when a person will adhere assiduously to the deen that Allah has chosen and we believe it is our conviction that Allah is alim and hakim that Allah is most knowledgeable that the knowledge of Allah has no beginning and oceans upon oceans we cannot fathom likewise the hikmah and the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the plans of Allah the decrees of Allah the decisions of Allah when we with our own children and our own offspring that we, we we intend the best and we want the best and intensely hope for the best and try and keep them in the way that we think is the best for them that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the owner and master of all creation of all mankind nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught us in a hadith that al khalqu hayalullah that the creation they are like the family of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without any biological connection that is quite clear but 
In other words, that intense relationship or that bond that emanates and originates from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to all creation and especially human beings. It is something very, very unique and very, very, very special. So imagine how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us this deen that it is for the best and for, for, for every type of good for every human being. It is this deen. And when that time is up, that willingly or unwillingly that a person will have to leave. So this is it. So just to determine what is our relationship with Allah and what is by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is the asset test or the test is to what extent that we desire to meet our Allah. And how are we going to meet our Allah? Rasulullah sallallahu said that mouth is a jusr. It is a, a, a bridge that yusilul habib ilal habib. That it joins the lover with his beloved. So if we want to see that which way is our heart, our soul, is it moving upwards, heavenwards, towards Allah and what is by Allah, or it is stuck with the different material things and attachments which are, are to our detriment, our worldly detriment and harm, and definitely to our iman and to our akhirat. That is why through this kalima we are taught that become completely detached from everyone, everything, besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what is by Allah, what is connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All these different forms and shape, whatever they are, how big they may be, how impressive they may be, how attractive they may be, despite the fact that all the people of the world and the so-called intelligent and enlightened ones of the world, that they say that these are the things to aspire for, and this is the, the need and the demand of the time, that if you have this, if you acquire that, if you have achieved this, then you have made it, you are a self-made man, but these are all dreams and delusions, that they are here today and they are gone tomorrow. Allah Ta'ala has told us, ma'indakum yanfadu wa ma'indallahi baqi. That whatever is by you, your possession, your acquisition, whatever material form, shape, one day it is going to come to an end, and whatever is by Allah, it is going to remain, remain forever and ever and ever. So coming back to the point that if we want to examine ourselves, that at what level is my my level of iman and my connection with my creator, with my Allah, am I desirous to meet Allah? One is yes, there is that natural maybe worry or in what condition I will meet Allah, that is good, praiseworthy. But other than that, a believer, it only befits a believer that I want to meet my Allah. So if we examine ourselves, see, that where are, we, where are we being pulled? Are we being pulled toward those material forms and shapes? Or are we, going, are we moving upwards or towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So this test, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says with regard to the people of the past. Allah says, وَلَا تَجِدَنَّهُمْ أَحْرَسَ النَّاسِ عَلَىٰ حَيَاتٍ وَمِنَ الَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا Those who claimed to be Yahud in the time of Nabi Sallallahu or before Allah Ta'ala says, all the people of shirk, that you will find them 
to be the most desirous with regards to life, hayat. And Allah says that even if they were were given lifespans of thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years, it would never have it would never be enough for them. It will never be enough. So this is actually a characteristic of those type of people who do not know Allah. That they will desire and wish because they have made the purpose and the goal of their life this worldly life. And all its attachments and all with those attachments and beautifications and adornments, there are so many hazards that only that person once he has become attracted and affected by it and he walks onto that road thinking that it is, it is all beautiful and nice and then he starts encountering all those hazards which are part and parcel of that road, that life, that lifestyle or that way of life. So every one of us will have to see that where is our attachment, where is the direction. That is why Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us in the hadith, "Akthiru hadi malazat." That remember frequently the cutter off of all pleasures, which is mud. Remember it frequently. Remember it, because as a person, we live our day-to-day lives. And as mortals, as human beings, we make our agendas and we have our, 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 our programs of life in the different, different phases, uh, not knowing, and then we become so absorbed and engrossed in realizing those things, not realizing that our deen is suffering. Unwittingly, it is at the expense of our deen, and then immediately that time comes when Malakul Mot has come. So everyone will have to, we have to examine ourselves. This Asim said that remember the cutter off of pleasures, frequently and in abundance. It is said one, one pious person, Shaykh Fariduddin Attar Rahmatullahi Alayhi, that what was the beginnings of his turning to Allah and he became one of the special friends of Allah and the awliya of Allah. It is said that he was an attar. In other words, in those days, someone who would work with all the different types of mixtures, space, all sticky, sticky substances, the different perfumes, different medicines. And while he was busy in his shop, he saw one fakir. When we say fakir, doesn't mean a beggar, but it is that person who has renounced this world. That he has made the focus and the object of his life. Allah and Akhirat. So the, 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 the worldly things and the worldly life, it means nothing or very little to, to that, those type of people. So he found, he became self-conscious. He saw somebody standing outside his shop and this person is staring at him and looking at him. He asked him that, what are you looking at? Like we will feel awkward also, that, what is it? So that person said, no, I'm thinking about some matter. What are you thinking about? He said, I'm thinking that when it is a time of your soul to come out, that it is going to take, the angel of death is going to come and your soul will be full of stickiness and the different, different substances in your shop. Because your soul, it is attached to each bottle in the shop of yours. So when the time for your soul, it comes to be extracted, 
it's going to be very difficult, it's going to be very, very, very sticky. So I said, okay. So what about yourself? He says, I will just have to lay out my, my, my shawl, lie down, recite the shahadat, and I can give up my soul. He says, let me see you do it. And this person did exactly, laid out his shawl, his sheet, recited the shahadat, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, Ashhadu an Muhammad rasulullah and his soul was taken. Obviously it was in the knowledge of Allah, what the decree of Allah. But the point that he was illustrating, that all these different attachments, that our hearts, and not just our hearts, but it is deeply embedded into our souls and into our life force. That when the actual time, if we're not going to take our time and learn to, to, to become detached from those things, and cut ourselves from those things, and become aloof from those things, then mote is coming to every one of us. So for that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this beautiful and complete and perfect deen. Allah ta'ala says so much that for those type of people, that they've made this worldly life the focus and the goal of their whole existence. Allah says, وَلَا يَتَمَنَّوْنَهُ أَبَدًا بِمَا قَدَّمَتْ That tell them that if you feel that you are the friend of Allah, you have got a very special relationship with Allah, like some of the people of the past, the Ahlul Kitab, they used to claim, نَحْنُ أَبْنَاءُ اللَّهِ وَأَحِبَّاؤُهُ That we are the, the children of Allah, meaning the offspring of, of, of the, the Anbiya, and we are His most beloved. That was the one. So Allah says that you will not find any one of them. That, قُلْ إِنَّ الْمَوْتَ الَّذِي تَفِرُّونَ مِنْهُ Tell them, O oh, our beloved Nabi, that put the challenge down to them, that that mode that you are fleeing away from, or you are trying to deny, huh? then definitely you are going to encounter it. Huh? You are going to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is alimul ghayb wa shahada. And Allah says, وَلَا يَتَمَنَّوْنَهُ That never ever will you find any one of those type of people who are desirous of mode. It's not that we must have a death wish and go out from here now and do something reckless or do something reckless or do this or do that and say, no, I want to meet more. That is not that. Life is precious. But where and how we are spending our life? The master and the owner of our lives has determined a way of life. And he has said, لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ amala." That he wants to test that which of you in this short span of yours, this life, this worldly life that you have, uh, that who is the best in terms of action. So this is every human being is under this test. Every human being. So we are fortunate we have this deen. This deen has to become the goal of our life, the purpose of our life. It has to become... Not the second nature, but our first nature. Because what is the foundation of our deen? That our living is for Allah, and our dying is for Allah. Inna salati wa nusuki wa mahyaya wa mamati lillahi rabbil alamina la sharikala. These were the words of Ibrahim a.s. وَبِذَلِكَ أُمِرْتُ وَانَ أَوَّلُ الْمُسْلِمِينَ that everything that I do, my living, my dying, my sacrifices, huh? what is it? It is for 
Allah. My living is for Allah, my dying is for Allah. Everything in between it must be for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No partner to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَبِذَلِكَ أُمِرْتُ I have been instructed by the, with this. Huh? And I am amongst the first of the Muslimun. So this is it. Every breath we take comes, it is gone, gone for ever. So we have this life, whatever remaining part we have, that we have to devote as much as possible for Allah through the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That, to such an extent that my whole life must be governed and dictated by Allah on the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this re- we need a reconditioning or overhauling our system. I'm not saying I speak for myself. But on a general basis that each and every one of us, if we do some soul searching and look within ourselves, that there has to be some, some overhauling in, in our system. That where is the compass of my heart? So when I explain that the word qalb, which is in Arabic for heart, that one of the reasons that it, it is not stagnant, that it moves all the time, it becomes attracted, it becomes affected. Wherever it looks, there is an effect taking place. Whatever the ear is hearing, there is an effect which is coming into existence. Whatever the mind goes through the mind, with the different natural media that Allah has equipped every insan with, and the external interferences, so that is also impacting on that qalb, on that heart. So it is like this, moving all the time, moving all the time, moving all the time, moving all the time. That is why we are taught one is to come five times daily to the masjid and to, to get our direction right also we are facing one qibla which is the baytullah. Our bodies are conditioned to face one way, then eventually our hearts also. And now we have left everything, the hamdram of the outside environment, now we have come into the house of Allah that my deal, my heart, it must go back towards Allah. So just to give us that balance again. Now we go back out again. So like that we come, go, come, go. This reconditioning is very, very important and it is a lifelong process. You'll see that compass will not now, maybe even with the, with the, with the, with the compasses, the magnetic ones or electromagnetic ones, will tell you put it in this shape and put it in that shape. Uh, move it around a little bit uh, and while we are on that this is what is wanted when we are told to go out in the path of Allah with the jamaat that this coming, this going, this comfort it is all for the sake of Allah Allah's deen, it is in the way of Nabi Wasallam and the Sahaba and the Anbiya those little little discomforts and in that way we will come to realize that where am I supposed to be and where am I at now so that is so important. So we, we will do that and do that and do that. So like that we got to shake this way, we got to shake that way. Then say, okay, calibrate now. Now all right, the needle is still now. Now start moving it this way, that way, this way, that way. Eventually, all right, we got the Qibla right now. There's the Kaaba. Everything is aligned. So this effort has to be made all the time. Yeah. And this easy excuse that we have is these Jamaats coming, going, all the programs, all the activities... Uh, that, uh, that are taking place by the jamaat, by the ulama, uh, by the pious, it is for this. That our heart calibration must be right, it must be right. It mustn't be that, our, that the direction is supposed to be this way, but it is 
completely in the opposite direction or some other direction. And then to calibrate it, to move it, it just becomes so stuck, so fast, so hard, it becomes difficult. So whatever the heart, whatever impacts the heart, the Adama explained, and, 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 and doctors have, have written books also, that what is in the heart at critical juncture of mode, that is going to come out from a person on, on his tongue. It is so important that how we regulate our lives, our eyes, our ears, our tongues, our hearts, our minds, our hands, our feet, our outside, our inside. So the easiest way is this coming to this environment. But it is so important. Because whatever then takes hold of the heart, it mustn't be just at that critical time, it is time for us to leave this world, and that comes out on the tongue. Very short time, but there was one of many, doctors have written, a person is on his deathbed, and he's saying five rand, ten rand, I'm just giving in terms of our currency, five rand, ten rand, or take this, or don't take that, or buy this, buy that. Or he was overtaken by, by, by some beauty, a beautiful lady, for example. Huh? And, and, and not on a, on a, on a jai's basis. And he is so wonderstruck, or he's overtaken, and this becomes the purpose and focus, this beauty of his existence. And he's so overtaken at the time of mot, Allah's name doesn't come on the tongue, the name of the object of his beauty is coming on his tongue. So Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. This life is one. And all around us, these are reminders. One person, he asked Hazrat Musa alayhi salam, that big dua. He was a habidam in the Bani Israel. That just that I need some prior appointment or information that when my time is up. He made a dua, dua was accepted. Musa alayhi salam gave the good news to that person. Your dua is accepted. And then he lived for a while as the years went, whenever, whatever time, one day all on a sudden, Malakul Maud came in front of him and said, the time is up. He says, no way. I requested this dua, Nabi of Allah made this dua, it was accepted, I got the good news. So there's no, how did you come unexpectedly? So what reply came that did we not, that your eyesight became weak? That once upon a time you could see so far, you could read in the dark. Now you're reading double lens and triple lens. That you could hear a small pin drop maybe one kilometer away. Your hearing was so sharp. Now, it is like this, just repeat, repeat. Right? That before you could carry one cow or one buffalo on your own now. Now it is difficult for you to carry something. Before you bend down so easily, now when you bend down, you're complaining and your back is creaking. Before there was no complaint on your knees, you stood and read namaz or you stood and did everything. And now you're holding your knees. Your beard was black, your hair was black, now it has become white. All are these not sufficient signs that you had that your time is growing near and near and near and near. So Allah Ta'ala give us, give us tawfiq inshallah to appreciate this life, mold our lives according to the way Allah wants which is the deen and the practical way is to adhere assiduously to the beautiful sunnah and the way of our beloved Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And to, 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 for that immediate or quick charge or overhauling, uh, this work of jamaat is taking place, program take place. 
make an intention. Definitely all of us here, inshallah, we are all regular with, with punctuality, five times salat with jamaat, inshallah. And along with that, we are coming, alhamdulillah. What an honor to be a guest in the house of Allah. We are in the court of Allah. But we, amongst our friends, our relatives, our neighbors, we have good relationship with them. That we become the means. Or we see for some reason, whatever is the reason, that you know what, I'm going to masjid, I'm going to fajr, I'll pick you up, I'll ring you, come let us go together. So like that, one, one person more will come to the house of Allah. We will be the means of bringing one servant of Allah, who for whatever reason was not connected with the house of Allah, we brought him back to the house of Allah. Lastly, Hazrat Dawood was from the Anbiya, who asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that, oh Allah, that how can I become your beloved? Everyone wants to become the beloved of Allah. Huh? All of us do want to become the beloved of Allah. Nabi, he was told that you instill my love in the hearts of my bandhas, my bondsmen, you will become my beloved. So in whatever way, the easiest way of telling you, you see these people knocking on the doors, knocking on the doors, knocking on the doors, or sometimes cramping someone, you know, I'm busy with these guys, they just come in and they want to have a few words, but it is for this, that they want one, one person's heart to be overflowing with the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we will also do inshallah, Allah give us tawfiq.